tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Constitution Day edition of Newsnight. And coming up tonight, Cocoa Board descends heavily on farmers engaging the services of children trafficked to work on cocoa farms, describing the practice as criminal. We don't allow that. It is by the laws of Ghana. It's illegal. It's criminal to do that. We'll tell you how a child could be rented for 800 cities uh, to work on cocoa farms at Lucrum in the Western North region for a year. So, More of this illegal trade in our latest hotline documentary, Children in Cocoa Labor, also in this package. COVID-19 affected his second term. Things are not moving on well. I think there has been a hardship in the economy. And then people are suffering a lot. Day in, day out. Price of goods are always increasing. Increased cost of living, not our doing. Governing MPP's response to concerns by some Ghanaians as a defense performance of a Kufuado administration a year after he was sworn in for a second four-year term. It's been a difficult year, but we're doing well. Increasing cost of living is not just the government's doing. We're actually importing the cost of living from abroad. As Constitution Day is observed today, the National Commission for Civic Education has reiterated its call for review of sections of the Constitution it believes will boost democracy. Appointment of majority of members from parliament that play a role, I think it will augur well so that we can have proper checks and balances or proper separation of power of the three arms of government. More from them, plus we'll hear views of the public on the significance of the day. Constitution holiday, we are only resting. It reminds us of the 1992 constitution, how it came about. I don't necessarily think that a special day should be designated for a constitution day. We have business and later in the bulletin... That the various faith-based organizations, especially churches, must strengthen our legal department. Some of us have legal department attached to our various churches. Churches and faith-based organizations charged to set up functional legal departments following recent wave of police directives on prophecies. We have details as the police service hints of prosecuting pastors who disregarded calls against declaring prophecies on 31st December night. But you see, at the end of the day, what will you get from that? You don't get anything from that. Then that means that you are ganging God, you are ganging the council of heaven, you are ganging the Holy Spirit. We have... 
all these and more in the next 30 minutes. I'm Arba Kums, and as always, thank you for choosing us. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. In our first story, the Ghana Cocoa Board has criticized farmers engaging children trafficked to cocoa farms at Elukrum in the Western North Region, describing the practice as criminal. A joint news investigation titled Children in Cocoa Labor uncovered how a child could be rented for 800 CDs to work on a cocoa farm at Elukrum. The price slightly shoots up for children who are older. Investigative journalist Kwetinate reports this illegal trade is negotiated between the farmers and the family of victims of trafficking. The older ones could cost between 1,500 to 1,600. We pay the money to the parents. We send the money after the time of service has elapsed. The child was given to us at 1,200. But the child's value will go up when we decide to renew the terms of agreement. Wow. DC for Bear West Bernard Blaze says his office will investigate these cases uh, of children taxed to work. But before that, we can speak here from Deputy Chief Executive Officer of Cocoa Board, Dr. Emmanuel Opoku, who says his outfit will not protect any cocoa farmer found guilty of child labor. So you can see that. Farmers really, really believe that the use of children for this particular activity is not permissible in Oko. And so, I, and that is why I said I'm very sad because I would rather go in a situation where the people have not been exposed to this kind of activity against children uh, for you to be talked about. But situations where farmers are very, very well then I can say that it is a deliberate sent by certain farmers who are members. And I want to appeal to Joy. We do not want such accused to be shelved. When it happens like that, we want the news media to cooperate with us and report such matters to the police so that you, you draw our attention to it. Because look, I am the one in charge of this project. I mean, the child never said that they DC for BR West, Bernard Blaze says his office will investigate these cases of children trafficked to work on cocoa farms at Elokrom.
It's very unfortunate that such a, a bad thing, I will name it a bad thing, is happening. It has not really come to my note. Uh, as, as the word goes, all school children, all children at school going age are supposed to be in school to get formal education. But if such a thing is happening, it's good. I have been noticed about this. I will pick it up and also make sure I do my best, get all these children back to their classroom. That's a DC for Bia West, Bernard Blade there. Let's go on the lines and speak to Nelson Podote. He is a COCO consultant. Many thanks for your time. Now, this issue is not the first we've heard of it. Um, what can you share when it comes to children working on cocoa farms? You know that in the past, government has denied that children actually work on cocoa farms, but you are a consultant on this particular issue. Tell us what, how prevalent it is and, yeah... Tell us how prevalent it is. Well, okay, th- thank you very much. Uh, but I think that uh, cocoa farming itself uh, has dealt or dealt with uh, migrant labor for many years now. It used to be a month uh, annual seasonal influx of uh, laborers coming to seek employment with uh, cocoa farmers. But because of development uh, and the de- uh, in various regions, urbanization and uh, a lot of maybe sheep farming, etc., have taken attention from cocoa quite a bit. So one would not say that that uh, paradigm has left the system. But now, predominantly, the free education has taken many children off that uh, 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 business. But I think the price the farmers receive for the cocoa make them unable to pay the relevant cost for doing the value uh, chain activities of cocoa farming, which are very elaborate and very demand uh, labor driven. So I want to conclude to say that the kind of payment, the prices they pay for the cocoa does not make it possible for the cocoa farmers to make any impressions, make any gains from farming the cocoa if they don't use uh, a cheaper labor. So I think Cocoa Board have been tackling this issue over 20 years plus. And by now they should have had a regular monitoring and have used the problem take an advantage of that and make sure that we get permanent employment out of it rather than leaving the farmers to their own desires to be using these uh, young men left or right. So if I heard you correctly, you're saying fewer children are being used to work on these cocoa farms because of, you know, initiatives like the free SHS. But yes, I think so. Very well, but... Be it as it may, they are still working on these cocoa farms. What would you propose uh, should be done in dealing decisively with this issue so we don't see children working on the farms? Well, it's very difficult to detect. And as the deputy chief executive has said, I know he in particular has worked on this project for untimely, you know, times. Many, many, many times he's been working on this project. And I thought that they should have had some monitoring device to see where, what, what do, how do farmers farm? What do they use? What aid do they have? What help do they have? 
But uh, I'm frightened to say that I don't think anything, despite all the efforts, uh, they, they cannot stop it anyway because it can't be on the farm with the farmer at, in it at all times. All right, many thanks. Uh, that is Nelson Podote. He is a cocoa consultant there. Moving on, anti-corruption campaigner Edem Senanu is raising red flags over the procurement of some Christmas trees for the Ghana Airport Company Limited last year. Joy News has cited a pro forma invoice which was allegedly issued by some vendors to the company in the name of the board chairperson, Paul Adumotri. Co-chair of the Citizens Movement Against Corruption, Edem Senanu stresses there may not be a direct case of conflict of interest on the part of Mr. Adumotri just yet, but he's maintaining the issuance of an invoice in the name of the board chair is a clear case of interference in the running of the company. We'll hear from him shortly. First, though, here are details of uh, a release that Mr. Adamotri uh, put on his Facebook page. He says, uh, fact, here are the facts. The Ghana Airport Company Limited has for many years mounted Christmas inspirations around the terminal area to create a festive atmosphere for passengers and their families coming into the country. Fact, the total expenditure of 2021 is the lowest since 2016. Fact, Two separate suppliers were invited to submit bids. The bids were discussed and discounts obtained. And those are Jandel Limited and Favors and Arts. Fact, the beautiful Christmas tree standing at Terminal 3 and three others altogether cost 34,000 Ghana CDs, which was graciously provided by Jandel Limited at a heavy discount. Fact, the other inspirations were provided by Favors and Arts for a total cost of about 84,000 Ghana CDs, out of which 50,000 CDs was obtained via sponsorship. Fact, all salaries and or bonuses due staff for December have been paid. It is ridiculous for anyone to say that the invoices from these two reputable companies were issued in the name of the board chairman. That just means the author of such spurious allegations has insufficient acquaintance with corporate workings. We would like to urge the general public to disregard these unfounded allegations. The Ghana Airport Company Limited has a fully operational corporate affairs department that is able to attend to all public inquiries. And that's the statement uh, on the page of board chairman of the Ghana Airport Company Limited, Paul Adum Otri. Well, co-chair of the Citizens Movement Against Corruption, Adam Senanu, says this raises serious issues of meddling. You know, we are saying that constitutional reform, the next step in participatory democracy. So if we want to encourage um, active participation at the local level, we are looking at revisiting the government decision. You know, the... It raises questions why the board chair, as I understand his position is, would be receiving an invoice. So uh, that's a red flag. And it would be interesting to find out why that happened and who 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 the the bill was processed to. So yes, it's certainly an issue of concern. Mm, and 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 uh, you know what, what specific issues would be raised? Uh, conflict of interest? What um, abuse of uh, what exactly would would we be thinking about now? Well, the issue be what is the interest of the board chair in the procurement of light, etc. For the company, because the board, as a strategic organ, doesn't get into operational issue, it would appear that the board, or specifically the board chair, is interfering with the normal uh, operation.
operational running of the entity. Um, uh, and it will also appear that there is some interest because this is very unusual. Adam Senanu is co-chair of the Citizens' Movement Against Corruption. Now, the governing New Patriotic Party says the increased cost of living being experienced by some Ghanaians should not be blamed squarely on the Kufuado administration. It follows complaints of hardship by some Ghanaians one year into the president's second term. Listen. It's been a difficult year exiting COVID, but we are gradually restoring economic and social uh, positions we had before. I think the biggest gain over the year has been foreign relations, where we have managed to get the Development Bank going with support, international support. Our vaccine diplomacy has been a huge success. Our flagship programs are ongoing, especially roads. The president opened several 1D1 factories. Education reform is on track. The first term was better, but I believe the COVID-19 affected his second term. So, you know, things are not moving on well as it should have been. Poor prices are high, but it's, you know, it's all over the world. For the first term, he did very well, and then I think things work out. But the second term, since the way things are going, and then I think there has been a hardship in the economy, and then people are suffering a lot. Yeah, I think, uh, and then there has been, inflation is everywhere, and then day in, day out. Things, price of goods are always uh, increasing. People do have work to do, and then people are suffering. First term is a little better. Second term, uh, not encouraging at all. The governance, the management, the economy. So um, we hope that he does well. By the time his term ends, he proves something right. The opposition NDC says government has been insensitive to the plight of Ghanaians. Sami Jainfi is the national communications officer of the party. Of hardship, corruption and wastage. That is how we will describe the first year of the second term. And this had um, a negative ripple effect on general prices of goods and services. Uh, in addition to these new fuel taxes, were also astronomical hikes in existing fuel taxes, the bulk margin, the fuel market margin, and all the existing um, fuel levies and margins were increased astronomically by government all in the year 2021. And so these draconian tax measures which were introduced by the Kufuado Bawumia government in 2021, coupled with the free fall of the city, coupled with persistent fuel increases, and the increase... Yao Boabeng uh, Asamoa is Director of Communications of the MPP. Now, many of you may be home away from work, unlike me, because today is a holiday. The Constitution Day, which has been declared as such, is observed every January 7. It's to mark the adoption of the 1992 Constitution and also to remind us about the need to ensure that the tenets of democracy, liberty, democratic governance, rule of law, accountability and constitutionalism are upheld. Well, the National Commission for Civic Education, the NCCE, is calling for a number of reforms to the Constitution. Top of the issues is the appointment of majority of the members of Parliament as ministers. Here's Director of Communication of the 
NCCE, Joyce Afutu. You know, we are saying that constitutional reform, the next step in the participatory democracy. So if we want to encourage um, active participation at the local level, we are looking at revisiting the reform of the NCC. You know, the NCC, uh, the recent almost 70% of the citizens want to make their own MLDC so that they will be accountable to them. So we are asking that if that issue should can be revisited so that we enhance the situation at the local level. Then the second issue I raised was the establishment of a democracy fund for all independent governance institutions. So the institution can truly be independent. You draw your fund and then you undertake your activities. So that's another issue. Then we're also looking at the appointment of majority of members from parliament to form part of the executive. We all know that we are looking at the separation of power. So in order for them to work effectively, if they are all they all are different and they are under their roles, I think it will other well so that we can have proper checks and balances or proper separation of power of the three arms of government. Joyce Afutu is Director of Communications of the NCCE. Well, we've been asking some Ghanaians on the streets of Accra their views on the significance of the day. Here's what they had to say. Well, I haven't even thought about today being a constitutional holiday. I'm a businessman and I don't really focus on government business. So I'm not well in tune with the constitutional affairs of the country. Constitutional holiday is a new policy that has been brought into the country. So each and every one is celebrating it as We are only resting. You know, during holidays, you need to be in the house and uh, have a rest. It reminds us of um, the Constitution, 1992 Constitution, how it came about and the logics behind why they were put in place in the parliament. For me, I am busy at the office, so I have so much to do and I'm on my way to the office to get my work done. So every day, we are expected to live our lives in conformity with what the constitution states. So I don't necessarily think that a special day should be designated for um, a constitution day because um, the constitution guides our lives every day as citizens. Without a constitution, definitely they would have been chaos. And he had the views of some Ghanaians on the streets of Accra. Meanwhile, Interior Minister Ambrose Derry has rejected the assertion by some that the declaration of the day as a holiday is unnecessary. He insists it's a day rather to reflect, consolidate and improve on the gains made after the country embraced multi-party democracy. What is happening in Parliament now, uh, in the eighth Parliament of the the, the, the former public is a matter of concern. I say so and I want to put it in context. This is the eighth parliament. And probably when the president decided and we went to parliament to declare 7th January constitutional day, some people thought it was an idle holiday. It is not an idle holiday. We want people to wake up from complacency that we think that we have arrived as a multi-party democracy. Yes, within the region, we are a shining example. But I believe that the constitutional day should give us an opportunity to reflect and improve and consolidate. And one aspect of our democratic attitude that we must develop and build on is tolerance. Tolerance of different views. And that's what we need to build on. Interior Minister Ambrose Derry there. Time for our Drive Safe campaign. Safe driving saves lives. Drive Safe.
The Police Motor Traffic and Transport Department says it will increase monitoring on the country's roads to avert further deaths. It comes as its latest official data show nearly 3,000 people lost their lives to road crashes in 2021 alone. A total of 2,924 people died, representing a 13% increase in the 2020 figure of 2,589 deaths. The Ashanti region was the worst affected, with a total of 606 people losing their lives lives in the period. My colleague Manuel Coranting has more. Some 15,680 people are battling various degrees of injuries. This is also a 1.05% rise compared to uh, 2020's injury figure, which was 15,517. Now, out of the 2,924 lives um, which were lost in 2021, 1,266 died through motorcycle-related crashes. Now, 4,758 also got injured through that. There were 2,900 130 pedestrian knockdowns. So 28,152 vehicles were involved in 2021 crashes. This is 11.93% jump compared to 2020. Now there's a regional breakdown with the Ashanti region being the worst hit with 606 people being killed there and 3,890 getting injured. The eastern region followed with 471 deaths and 2,598 injuries. In the greater Accra region, 442 people were killed and 2,611 people suffered various degrees of injuries. Now, the least uh, recorded mortality region was the northeast region with only 18 people um, dying and 57 people getting injured. The OT region followed with 20 deaths and 19 injuries. Manuel Quarantine with uh, details of uh, the latest crashes for 2021. We can now listen to Director of Public Affairs of the Ghana Police Service, Superintendent Alex Obeng, who says police has increased monitoring on roads to help check the menace. I think with the capacity we have with the solar sensors, we are able to monitor it day and night. Having said that, we have intensified our patrols such that we are not only on horseback at the beaches, and uh, we are also on motorbikes. We have enhanced it. And the visibility patrols are enhanced almost everywhere. We have static duty point officers who are also most of them fully armed to ensure that at strategic locations where crime is likely to occur, we strengthen and make it difficult for those who are willing to have the field day. And those who are normal patrols and our call-out lines, one nine one 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 two one eight five five five, is also vibrant uh, and uh, uh, police are led uh, on the bridge to ensure that calls that come to respond to urban policing you had Director of Public Affairs of the Ghana Police Service, Superintendent Alex Obeng. And staying on roads, Minister for Roads and Highways, Kwesi Amwakwata, says all structures standing in the way of major road projects across the country will be demolished to make way for government's massive road dualization drive. While touring some road projects in the Tamale metropolis, the minister stressed that no single individual will be allowed to stand in the way of national interest. The Accra Kumasi dualization is going on in earnest and so many sessions will be started any moment from now. As I drive between Accra and Kumasi, so many private individual projects and uh, 
developments are coming up. I won't even advise. I am warning every potential developer that make that mistake and start your construction. We will get to you soon. And when we get to you, even if it's a 10-story building, it will be demolished. Every Ghanaian should know that. Because no Ghanaian, no Ghanaian is bigger than, than this country. And if we get to you, whoever you are, whatever money you think you have, you are joking, okay? Everybody should be careful. Roads and Highways Minister Kwesi Amako Atta there. It's time for business. And Daryl Kwao joins me in the studio. You're looking smashing on a holiday. My butterfly shirt. Your butterfly <laughs> shirt, yes. Today's Constitution Day. What do you know about the Constitution, Daryl? It guarantees my rights. To what? <laughs> <laughs> to do the news right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, it all guarantees right. you freedom of expression. Right, yeah. Which is the job that we're in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what's in business? Well, coming up, General Agricultural Workers Union calls for stakeholder discussions to review countries' agri-production system, particularly the planting for food and jobs policy, and Association of Oil Marketing Companies dismisses assertions that some of its members have been selling adulterated fuel. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, your number one stop shop for all of its essentials, and Alliance Life. Now, the General Cultural Workers Union is calling for stakeholder discussions to review the country's agri-production system, particularly the planting for food and jobs policy. Gao says all is not rosy with the agri sector despite its appreciable growth rate in the third quarter of last year. Its General Secretary, Edward Carraway, tells Joy Business a review of agri-production system will enable the country to provide long-term solutions for the sector. I would call on government to allow us to sit down together. We should have a stakeholder discussion on this, you know, to review our agricultural production system, particularly the planting for food and jobs. It needs to be evaluated. It needs to be audited. It needs to be acted so that we know the weaknesses and the magnitude of those weaknesses and what forms of solutions that we can provide for both short-term and long-term. If we do this, then we will spare ourselves as a nation, as a people, against future, you know, uh, challenges that are avoidable. That was Edward Carraway, General Secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union. The Association of Oil Marketing Companies has dismissed concerns that some of its members have been selling adulterated fuel. Rather, it is blaming some third parties or those franchising the OMCs for selling mixed fuel to consumers. Chief Executive Kukwajmandia tells Joy Business the OMCs are now adopting technology to check pump stations selling tainted fuel. If you remember, we were the first people to have come out who started crying about illegal fuel in the country. Even in 2019, and we issued a press statement on that one. And we are asking the gatekeepers, national security regulators, to make sure that these ones do not enter. For us as OMCs, there's little we can do. So now what we happening is that we're starting to technology, for instance, which we call advanced tank gauging, which will help us to be able to get, uh, get out the third-party people. It's a third-party which is killing when the third party comes in, they sell the product to unsuspecting consumers. They don't pay taxes on it. Government lose revenue. The OMC also lose branding. Then it becomes a problem. 
You had uh, Kwekwe Mandria, who is CEO of the Association of Oil Marketing Companies. That's it for business. Uh, you know the Constitution guarantees religious freedoms. Exactly. I don't know if it's good lead for your next story, but it's about religion. Certainly, certainly. And churches and other faith-based organizations in Ghana have been charged to set up functional legal departments to provide technical support in their dealings with the public. This follows the recent directives on prophecies issued by the Ghana police. Ahead of the 31st December crossover services, the police had cautioned pastors against making such declarations, explaining it had the tendency to cause fear and panic amongst members of the public. But the police say they have received multiple footages of some pastors declaring prophecies in breach of the directive. Here are excerpts of their statement. The police statement signed by Director Public Affairs Superintendent Alexander Kwekuo Beng said following this initiative, multiple video footages have come to their attention regarding the communication of prophecies on the night of the 31st December 2021. Police have begun analyzing these videos to ascertain whether any of them is in breach of the laws of the country and anyone found culpable will be put before the court. The police also cautioned that the law on publication of information, including prophecies, have the tendency to cause fear and panic or put people's lives in danger and is not limited to 31st December only, but should be adhered to on a daily basis. It ended by saying it reiterates that the law and the police are not against religious practices or the performance of religious doctrines and beliefs, such as prophecies. However, if such information is communicated publicly and undermines the laws of the state, the relevant laws and sanctions will be applied. Meanwhile, founder of the prophetic Chapel Hill prophet Nigel Gacy says the state's attempt to clamp down on some men of God engaging in prophecies amounts to gagging the Holy Spirit. He spoke on Kofi TV. There are certain people that they feel that, oh, these people are too truthful. These people, no more cannot add them. And to get making sure, sir, we'll, we'll get them with a long tool of causing fear and panic and let's treat them harshly. But you see, at the end of the day, what will you get from that? You don't get anything from that. It's rather what is on me and my covenant will fight you. Then that means that you are ganging God, you are ganging the council of heaven, you are ganging the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, reacting to this development, Executive Secretary of the Alliance for Christian Advocacy, Africa. Reverend Dr. Kwabna Opunifrimpong said churches and other faith-based organizations must set up and run functional legal units to provide technical advice in such instances. Just go around and say that young lady will be raped. And you mentioned her name. That somebody will be gunned down. And we give case that somebody's husband, somebody's father, somebody's son will be gunned down. And you think in the name of God, in the name of spiritual gifts, you are right. We cannot be right. And here, moving forward, I will want to recommend that the various faith-based organizations, especially churches, must strengthen our legal department. Some of us have legal department attached to our various churches. So the things that we have taken for granted over the years, we must know that moving forward, it's not like that somebody is persecuting us, but some the police service and others are helping us to refine our performance and serve our church members and others better. It is for our own good and it is for the glory of God and it will serve the Ghanaian public better. 
Executive Secretary of the Alliance for Christian Advocacy Africa, Reverend Dr. Kwabena Opuni Frimpong there, ending the Constitution Day edition of Newsnight. Our top story, Cocoa descends heavily on farmers engaging the services of children trafficked to work on cocoa farms, describing the practice as criminal. There's more news on myjoinonline.com. Thank you for your attention. My name is Arba Kumsen. Enjoy the holiday. Hi, my name is Kwesi, and welcome to my do-it-yourself class. Today, I'm going to walk you through how to activate Momo. You can now self-activate your Momo on your phone by yourself wherever you are. It's as simple as DIY. So do it yourself. Activate your Momo wallet now. Oh, and don't forget to like and subscribe to my class. So now you know. Activate your MTN Momo account on your phone all by yourself. Just dial star 170 hash. Follow the message prompts and that's it. So go on and pay bills, make and receive payments and buy airtime using MTN Momo. Because we're good together. We dare for you everywhere you go. We are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC, Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Relationship managers advise you, but who gives them advice? Who's checking your investments are still performing? With standard chartered priority banking, you don't need to stop and think. Investing with us goes further. Our relationship managers are trained, certified, backed by a team of investment experts, a complete support network. We connect you to wealth opportunities that match your priorities. Join today. Call or SMS 020-222-0478. We know it's important to create a productive and supportive working environment by investing in your employees' health. With a leading international track record, Apex Health Insurance is regulated and licensed by the National Health Insurance Authority to provide medical insurance services to institutional clients, families, and individuals. Apex Student Package and International Medical Solutions are all here to cushion you. Visit Apex Health Insurance Office at Zion House, Boundary Road, Shiashi, or call 0501-683-914 or 0232-000-015. In Kumasi, we are located opposite Prempe College, Sofoline, and in Takradi, Apex Health, your preferred health insurer. 
Ever koku, what brings you to my house this early morning? I hope all is well. All is never well with me, Onik Bakbo. After paying three times for the land for my project, the construction workers are not giving me wahala. From material overestimation to small, small stealing, I am tired. I told you so, Ever koku. <laughs> It's all because you are trying to become builders when you're corporate workers and business people. Edlon has products tailored to meet your needs. Villas 3 at Amrahia, where there are finished homes. Conveniente, also at Amrahia, where it's contemporary but super affordable apartments. Prices start from $35,000. And the Avantgarde, located in Adjurigano, which has sleek luxury apartments. For more information, please visit edlomhousing.com or simply call zero. 270-166-166. Edlam Housing, where spacious homes cost less. This is where it's at. It's your action-packed weekend radio.
Day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 